Hello and welcome to In The Shower with Taz and Marcus, a bite-sized, informative podcast that's aimed to be listened to while you're in the shower, but really, you can listen to it anywhere at all. The whole point of this podcast is that we take the mysteries of the world, those questions that have kept you awake at night, and we answer them kind of in the time that it takes you to have a shower. Listeners send in those questions that have kept them up at night, and we do our best to debunk them. Thus far, we've answered questions like... Do plants have feelings? Why do we have leap years? Why is plastic so bad? And lots, lots more. I suppose you could say... We expand your mind while you wash your behind. And for the next seven weeks, not only are we expanding your mind with amazing questions, but we're expanding your mind with amazing questions that have been sent in by Cadbury Twirl fans. We're partnering up with Cadbury. They're putting the questions out there. They're giving them back to us from the fans. And we are debunking them in the shower style. What's the whole point of us teaming up with Cadbury Twirl, Marcus? It's to answer the biggest question of them all. Which is? What makes a twirl so twirly? Okay, my theory. I think a Cadbury Twirl bar is actually just a normal, regular chocolate bar until you snap it in half. And then when you snap it in half and you look into the inside, I feel like that's when it kind of gets all twirly and crumbly. So you think that it it doesn't actually, the inside of a twirl bar doesn't exist until you can see it? That's my theory. Schrodinger's twirl. It's my theory. It's better than your theory last week. Well, wait until you hear my theory next week. I think, I think I might almost know what makes a twirl so twirly. Not going to be better than my one. Anyway, what's this week's question? So this week's question, as we said, has been sent in by Cadbury Twirl fans, and it's a good one. What is it? Why don't ducks quacks echo? So I'm sure a lot of you have heard the myth that a duck's quack is the only sound in the world that doesn't echo. I'm pretty sure that I've seen that fact on like 50 of those clickbaity fact lists that I always get sucked into. And I've definitely overheard people talking about it in bars and everywhere else. Like, ducks quacks do not echo. That's just a fact, isn't it? No, but have you ever overheard the echo of a duck's quack? Well, no, presumably because it doesn't exist. I mean, surely a list of random facts on the internet would never lie to me, Marcus. No, I mean, of course not. That kind of thing never happens. Except for this once. No, internet. <laughs> are you are you meaning to tell me that the ducks have been having the quack this whole time? Really, like a second into the episode and you're already dropping the quack jokes. Oh, there's so many more you know to what? come. That fits the bill, all right? Oh, somebody made a mighty duck up on this one, Mr. O'Lara. Did you just actually double layer the duck up and the mighty duck movie double pun? Oh, my God. Quack, 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 Marcus. That is serious mallard misconduct. Uh, But anyway, listen, this is something that began as a rumour. No one knows who started it. That hopefully we can squash right here on In the Share with Taz and Marcus. Doing what we do best, debunking. Mm -hmm. So just to confirm, Marcus, you're saying that quacks definitely do, in fact, echo. I mean, of course. Like, what could be so special about a duck's quack that would create this unique sonic phenomenon that it doesn't adhere to the standard laws of, like, sound and physics. Well, stranger things have happened, and ducks always just struck me as being, you know, like, sneaky little guys. Something about them is just a little bit sinister, so I just kind of believed it. Like, if if a magic superpower was going to apply to any kind of a bird, it would be a duck. Fair. Okay. 
But do you know what? Unfortunately for anyone out there who's been churning this fact out for the last few years to look interesting, to impress a potential boyfriend or girlfriend with your duck facts. If somebody is trying to entice a potential spouse with duck facts, I don't think that they may be a good match. Well, listen, no, I mean, this is the thing. There's nothing special about a duck's quack that will make it not have an echo. It's exactly like a a pig's oink, demonstrate, a cow's moo, a dog's bark, or any other number of animal sound equivalents. My bark definitely sounded like a... uh, Sounded like a bit like a seal or what? A bit like a seal there. Yeah. Okay, so to try to get to the bottom of this, are there or is there a situation where a duck's quack simply wouldn't echo? Like maybe someone with a load of Instagram followers put it up on their story and that's how the word spread like wildfire that duck's quacks don't echo. Do you know what? Like this is the thing that like I tried to look at this question because it's a big one from every side. And there can be situations where a phenomenon called acoustic shadowing occurs, which is basically where an area develops um, through which sound waves cannot pass. So there's almost like a shadow that blocks out sound, right? Okay. Or it could be in a specifically constructed dead room where literally nothing has an echo, so that doesn't count. That's the issue with this rumour, is that most of the articles, if not all of them, say that ducks' quacks don't echo under any circumstances, and nobody knows why. I am. Um, I'm very impressed at how passionate you're getting about these ducks quacking slash internet rumors. Carry on, my feathery quacky friend. So the first issue with this is that it's so enormously non-specific. Like it's just applying to every duck in the world. Do you know how many species of duck there are? Um, surely there are no more than 25. Well, no, listen, I went onto Wikipedia and I searched ducks, oh God, right? I would Which, love first to of see all, your search history made me this look episode. like the biggest weirdo in a cafe ever, right? So <laughs> I looked up ducks and I individually counted the list of how many species of ducks there are. Okay. You said 25? Yeah. Uh-uh. 104 ducks, right? No. Yeah, which all actually descend from one common type of duck called the Muscovy duck, but that's for another episode. <laughs> listen, ducks... Oh my G. But this is the thing. <laughs> you can't say that a duck's quack doesn't echo when you've big ducks, little ducks, medium ducks, ducks that migrate. You have domestic ducks, you have ducks from Asia, you have ducks from Europe. Okay, Marcus, okay. The, take there are breath. ducks everywhere in the world except for Antarctica, right? So the rules do not apply. And also, ducks make a massively like different variety of sounds, okay, right? Okay, okay, okay. From loud, aggressive honking, so like, ah, like uh, kind brilliant, of like that. Brilliant. To actual quacking, which is like quack, 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 quack. Quack, 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 quack. And then also um, to low rasps, like, which you wouldn't really hear, which, ah. and like then there's like squeaks and whistles and everything like that. Okay, okay. They're, they're fairly vocal. Okay, okay. So, so, this, so is, this is the thing, right? So all of those, all of those noises yeah. have to echo solidly. Okay, but this, but this is just your opinion. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, so far. Surely you have no scientific evidence to back this up. Like, who would actually take the time to research all the different varieties of quacks compared to the different varieties of ducks? Well, well actually. Oh, God. So, th- there was an acoustic research experiment carried out in 2003, right? Right. By a guy called Trevor Cox, who is a professor at the Acoustics Research Centre at the University of Salford, in, like, the greater Manchester area. Oh, okay, okay. He wanted to set this legend to rest. Okay. So, obviously, this, this is a popular myth. You can't go on the internet without hearing some idiot <laughs> saying yes. that ducks, quacks don't echo, right? Right, okay. And he, he wanted to, to debunk this. Just as you do. Just like we just like <laughs> we do in the shower by first recording a duck called Daisy's Quack 
in a special chamber with like a jagged surface, right? Remember I was telling you about like a dead chamber earlier. So he specifically picked a place where anything would make an echo. Well, no, so he did the opposite first. So we went into like uh, like a, a no echo room. Okay. Um, because then he moved to a reverberation chamber, which has a cathedral-like acoustics, right? Okay. And he compared the two datas. Uh, it was used to create simulations of Daisy performing in, like, the Royal Albert Hall and quacking as she flew past a cliff face and, like, loads of different simulations. Scenarios, okay. Because they had, like, a maximum reverberation and a lowest, right? Okay, okay. So the test, first of all, reveals that a duck's quack definitely, 100%, scientifically speaking, echoes. Okay. Just like any other sound. But perhaps not as noticeably. What? what I, why? What? So a, a duck's quack is rather quiet. So the sound coming back is at a low level that might not be heard, Cox said, right? Also, a quack is what's called a fading sound, as in it has a gradual decay. So it goes like quack. Uh, <laughs> so it's hard to tell the difference between the actual quack and, and, the, the, and the echo itself. Okay. So that's especially true if you haven't previously heard what it sounds like with no reflections, which he did by taking this duck in the University of Salford <laughs> into a dead chamber, right? And then he said, like, ducks were normally found in open water areas, you know, like ponds and lakes and everything like that, and they don't usually congregate around echoey cliffs, uh, which may have fueled the theory that their quacks don't produce an echo. Like, but, but you do get a bit of reverberation. He actually said it's distinctly echoey. First of all, Trevor Cox sounds like the hero we never knew we needed. Doesn't he? He really does. And he's obviously doing amazing work with Daisy the Duck, even though I feel like she's trapped in a chamber. But he's debunking the mysteries of the world, which we are all about on In the Shower with Marcus. So is that it? Like, that's this is episode over. We've settled the score with the help of Trevor Cox that ducks, quacks, definitely echo. I mean, yes, but... I actually went, I wasn't just happy with that. So I went and read some of his book. I read a passage. Oh, God. From, yeah. Um, so now, not only is your search history ducks, your library card history is now. Is, yeah. So his book is called The Sound Book. Okay. The Science of the Sonic Wonders of the World, right? Um, and honestly, I, I want to just read a passage of this because it's pretty much my favorite thing that I've ever read in researching a question for In the Shower, right? Hit me. So... Convincing a farm to lend us a duck and transporting it back to the lab was probably more time-consuming than the actual experiments. <laughs> like, can you imagine, like, a guy in a white coat walking into a, into a farm and being like, we need a duck for an experiment to do with quacks, <laughs> right? Yeah. So then he continues, first we placed, Je- we placed Daisy in the anechoic chamber and made a baseline measurement of an echo-free quack. So the anechoic chamber is the ultra-silent room where sound does not reflect from the walls. It's without echoes, as the name implies. Okay. Um, it was important to have a reference sound without echoes. After all, this was a serious piece of science and not a bit of Friday afternoon fun. He actually wrote this in his book. He, this, um, this is verbatim. <laughs> After a brief comfort break for Daisy, she was carried next door to the reverberation chamber, which sounded like a cathedral with a very long reverberation time, despite being little bigger than a tall classroom. Normally, the chamber is used to test the acoustic absorption of building parts like theatre seating and studio carpets. Okay, 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 to mm-hmm. see if that absorbs sound and hence exactly. will make sound clearer in theatres, yeah. In this room, Daisy's quacks sounded evil and ghostly as they echoed around the room, the noise prompting her to cry out again <laughs> and again. <laughs> Poor Daisy! We had created the ultimate sound effect for a horror movie, 
presided, this gets brilliant, provided the film featured a vampire duck. Oh my God, this man. So then he goes and says, an echo is a delayed repetition of sound, which for a duck might be caused by a quack reflecting off a cliff. The vampiric cry in the reverberation chamber demonstrated that quacks reflect from surfaces like every other sound. We were not surprised by the result, not least because there are bird species that echolocate, using wall reflections to navigate caves. But caves and reverberation chambers are not a natural habitat for ducks like Daisy. Go on, Daisy. We were curious to know what happens outdoors, to hear a clear, single echo from Daisy. I would need a stretch of water with a large reflecting surface, such as a cliff nearby. In such a place, sound would travel directly back from the duck to my ear, followed shortly by the delayed reflection from the cliff. In the taxonomy of echoes, this is a monosyllabic echo, where there is just time to say one syllable before an echo arrives. But Daisy and I could not be too near the cliff, or my brain would combine the reflection with the quack travelling directly from her beak to my ear, and I would hear only one sound. What's the sound? Again, he goes, I must admit that my field experiments were crude. Though I could not bring Daisy, I did wander around various ponds, canals, and rivers listening to wildfowl. In none of these places could I hear a clear, audible quack, separate from the original call. In the end, I came to the conclusion that the phrase should say, A duck's quack might echo, but it's impossible to hear unless the bird quacks while flying under a bridge. <laughs> is that, that is, not like beautifully poetic? That is so beautifully poetic. So that's why that's where the myth came from. Basically, yeah. That is great. Mm-hmm. Boom. Go on, Daisy. There you go. Go on, Trevor Cox. What a mm-hmm. hero. I know. Any uh, duck facts to finish up the episode? Yeah. So moving away from like duck ducks, uh, rubber ducks stem right. back from the 1940s when a, guy, a sculptor called Peter Ganin trademarked a statue of a duck that he'd made and then had it recreated in miniature in the newly developed vulcanised rubber. Ah. He sold 50 million of them. 50 million ducks. 50 million Ru- ducks. Rubber ducks. Oh mm-hmm. my God. And, since yeah. on the topic of rubber ducks, the world's largest rubber duck is 61 feet tall and weighs 30,000 pounds. And he's actually made of rubber. Actually made of rubber. That you, is insane. Um, Literally, I looked up the website again my search history is mad their slogan is the world is her bathtub no yep that is brilliant it's the best slogan I've ever heard <laughs> okay anymore yeah so um, ducks are like mad speedy I never realised this like they're actually they're like aerial athletes their average flight speed is 50 miles an hour you Usain Bolt just for reference can barely top 23 miles an hour and he is a fast man and he's the fastest man on earth Um, and some ducks can actually go way quicker than that. So I, I was going through my list of ducks, finding the fast ones, and the red-breasted Merganeser was okay. recorded flying at over 100 miles an hour. Oh my God. I know, which is about 40 miles per hour faster than a cheetah, which is the world's fastest land animal. That is even hard to comprehend. 100 Imagine miles an hour. A, a cheetah duck. running and a duck flying next to it and I actually know. flying faster than a cheetah. Crazy, but not just like... A little bit faster, almost doubling that its speed. That is insane. Okay, one last one. Okay. I know you love Disney. I do. Donald Duck has appeared in more films than any other Disney character and is the most published comic book character in the world outside of the superhero genre. 
Donald Duck. Donald Duck. Go on, Donald. So there you have it. That is why ducks quacks actually do echo. Quack quack. Um, actually, do you know what? While you quack, people, you have to hear this. Taz, can you do your pigeon impression? I think it sounds like a pigeon. <laughs> Just like a pigeon. Maybe maybe a pigeon that's going through a YouTube bubble. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. We are on one whole year of episodes of In The Shower, Taz and Marcus, and we could not be here without you and without you spreading the word about this podcast. So we love you so much. And please continue to spread the word about this podcast. Please do. And if you want to get in touch with us, it's very easy. Just search In The Shower with Taz and Marcus on Facebook or look up In The Shower Pod on Twitter. If you want to say hello, say that you like what you hear, or if you have a question, that you would like us to debunk you can get us an email at in the shower podcast at gmail.com as we said for the next couple of weeks we are partnering with Cadbury Twirl we're answering questions from their fans uh, but we still are going to be taking questions from you guys so please do get in touch couple of thank yous couple of thank yous to end the episode thank you so much to our amazing cover art designer Flo Robinson we love you Flo a big thank you to Alan, Paddy and all the crew at the Headstuff Podcast Network. Thank you for what you do, guys. We really appreciate it. Next up, thank you so much to Dave Gertzman for our amazing theme music. Check him out on Dave's Recordorama on Instagram. He is brilliant. So, guys, next week's episode, we're going to be answering two questions. First off, Marx is going to give us his newest theory on what makes a Cadbury twirl so twirly. That is not going to be nearly as good as mine. And next, we're going to be answering another question that has been sent in by Cadbury twirl fans. And Cadbury twirl fans must be the best fans other than our fans because their questions are so good. What's the question? Next week's question. Woof woof. Meow meow. Do pets name their owners? That is a great question. And it's going to be out next Monday morning in time for your shower. But in the meantime, keep scrubbing! This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.